Hey, this is Chris. Before we get to the show, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor. Anchor is our way of we record podcasts. Fantastic. Let me tell you why. It's easy. It's free. There are creation tools that we can record and edit your podcast right from your phone and your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on such um, providers as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast and so much more. Check out Anchor, and you can find it all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor, it's a fantastic way of creating your first podcast and making it work. All right, welcome. It is Monday, June 7th. We're back here on the Ohioan. Uh, Brendan's got the morning off, but I got Craig with me. Craig, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you, Craig? Uh, I'm not too bad. Other than the fact I can't find anything this morning, I feel like crap. But for now, I'm great. How about you? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm maybe not doing as bad as you, but uh, doing pretty well. Yeah, I, I've had this, like, stomach ache and it just hasn't gone away for four or five days so uh craig and i are making plans if i die craig's taking over so <laughs> the ohio will continue uh, everything will be all good no but seriously that should be okay it just it just uh, stomach aches just stink so it's rough hey we're gonna start out and you know you might think man chris you're not feeling well and we're starting out with golf. What's going on here? But, you know, it was kind of an eventful weekend down here in the Columbus area. Um, Columbus had its annual uh, PGA tournament, which was the memorial over the weekend, Jack Nicholas's tournament. I've always been a Jack Nicholas guy. Uh, I haven't been quite as much of a golf fan, but on Saturday for work, I was the um, memorial digital guy. So I worked with uh, Dispatch Sports Brian White. And it was kind of an interesting day. Um, you know, uh, John Rahm, who uh, is don't much about him, I, I guess he's an up-and-coming player on the PGA. Um, you know, we were looking for stories, obviously, of interest through the day. And John Rahm had a hole in one. Um, Saturday morning, they were finishing round two. Uh, he had a hole in one. And then round three, he has 64. So Ron built up a six-shot lead at the Memorial. And you guys are like, you guys have to be saying, well, there's got to be something else. We're not breaking down the golf tournament. Yeah, there was. Um, he got the kind of shocking news for a lot of people here that he tested positive for COVID. So he went from a six-shot lead. And, you know, usually when you have a six-shot lead after three rounds, you win the tournament. Uh, he, he was gone. He had to withdraw. And turned out to be, I believe it was Patrick Cantley. I watched the last little bit of the tournament yesterday. Uh, it was kind of interesting. Um, Cantley ended up winning. Uh, but there was just a overall blasé. And kind of like I'm feeling this morning from what I read uh, in our dispatch coverage. You know, a lot of people uh, sad about Rom. Um, I have not seen a complete story. It sounds like the information is out there. It doesn't sound like Rom has been vaccinated. Um, I think you can make the assertion that he wasn't, but I don't think the official word came out. So obviously we can't throw that out there without knowing it for certain. Uh, Rom has had COVID before. This is his second bout of COVID. 
he seems okay. Just, you know, obviously when you have COVID, you really shouldn't be out there competing and you need to isolate. So, um, yeah, kind of an interesting um, afternoon. Uh, now, in Ohio, there's uh, yesterday it was announced there was 300 cases. So I wouldn't say, oh, my goodness, a pro golfer has COVID. Uh-oh, Ohio is expanding in COVID. But it, it kind of gives you pause. Um, we're opening up more in Ohio. But I think it's just a reality that COVID's still out there. What would your take from all that? Well, it's crazy. Um, he probably left what one point six million dollars in change on the table because he had to withdraw. Um, obviously, it's his personal decision not to get vaccinated if he was not vaccinated. And it sounds like if this was his second bout with COVID, then maybe. He didn't feel the need to get vaccinated. I don't know, but uh, certainly it was costly to to not be able to, you know, continue playing because it seemed like he was on the on the verge of winning the tournament, and he would have won a, a nice little, you know, one point six seven five million dollars. So it's got to be a sinking feeling for him, knowing that he left quite a bit of money on the table there to, uh, you know, for not getting vaccinated or you know, whatever it may be, however he ended up getting the, the, you know, the virus, maybe he didn't social distance or whatever, or wear a mask or, or wherever, but, um, you know, seems like whatever it was, his personal choice was, has, you know, led to him not winning a lot of good, you know, a big paycheck. These guys are all, you know, touring pros. I, I'm not sure when they come in. Um, some guys come in Monday, but oftentimes these guys really aren't in super early for the tournament. Uh, they may have been here. I don't know. Um, but Rom apparently came in close contact with someone who had uh, COVID. Um, you know, you have to get tested. I mean, sometimes that COVID doesn't come right away. And, you know, Sunday, well, no, Saturday, um, they tested him every day. He was not, you know, didn't have COVID. I guess that's the best way of, of phrasing it. Uh, but then he got tested. I think sometime early in the day or midday Saturday, the test results came back, and they didn't know until he was playing the 18th hole. And again, I wasn't watching this live, but there's video of it all over Twitter where you know he comes off the 18th green, he finishes, yeah, 64, which on the Memorial Golf Course is really good. And they stopped him and they talked to him and he kind of doubled over and uh, a nearby camera picked up him saying, oh, no, not again. And, you know, it's interesting on the CBS broadcast. They didn't know, you know, so they were kind of guessing, wow, he must have got some bad news. Maybe, you know, a loved one death or whatever. And um, then they followed him um, and then people were shooting the camera away because, you know, he had COVID. And I guess one of the golf reporters, they went to live and said, hey, he has COVID. So, uh, interesting. I, you know, I always wonder if you were following him. I mean, obviously, Memorial's a popular tournament. Uh, they allowed a lot more people to come because the health orders were gone. I mean, we're outside. So, and especially if you're vaccinated, the transmission level is lower. So, right. you know, it looks like everybody's okay. But, again... It gives you pause. I don't think this means to want to run to the um, microphone today and say, hey, hey health orders are back on. Let's, <laughs> you know, we're not all going to be um, told to stay inside. But I, I think it's just, you know, like I said, just a reminder, you know, COVID's out there. We got to be careful. Um, 
I, I don't know, Craig. It was interesting. Uh, the church that we've been trying out, um, they've um, they sent for the first time masks are optional because of the um, health orders, and it was kind of cool. People actually did spread apart. Um, I actually did not wear a mask once I sat down because I was spread out. But as we were going in and out of the church, I just put a mask on. So you know, we all have to make our own choices and everything. Again, nothing to panic about. Just a reminder saying, look, even though we're starting to get good news with COVID, COVID's still reality. We still got to be careful out there. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think it's for for people that have not been vaccinated, obviously it's still recommended that you wear a mask and social distance. You know, I've been vaccinated now since the, uh, you know, early part of February and slowly but surely, you know, we, you know, we've, we've now started, you know, going maskless in some places. We keep our masks just in case because, you never know what uh, place is going to ask you to wear one, and we're more than willing to, you know, wear a mask if required. But you know, we have kind of gone away from the mask, my wife and I, uh, in in spots, and you know, we we still carry one just in case. But you know, we do feel confident now being fully vaccinated, and it's you know, it's it's starting to feel like you're getting back to normal. But you know, we also realize that there are still dangers out there. So we try to keep away from people as much as possible too. Yeah. Because if your wife's working, you were mass, um, mass vaccinated early. Right. Uh, interesting to see. I know a lot of times they say these uh, vaccines are for six months. It'll be interesting to see. I um, mean, your six months will be next month. It'll yeah. I'm saying to some of the early vaccinators saying, Hey, you know, we think we're at a good point where we don't, you don't have to get revaccinated, or maybe they're going to start saying, hey, maybe it's time to get revaccinated. I don't know. It'll be interesting uh, to see what turns up there. Yeah. I mean, obviously, if that's if that's what needs to happen, we'll certainly be first in line to get it vaccinated again, a booster shot, whatever you want to call it. Um, so, you know, we're not going to change our stance on vaccines. We still believe in it, and we know it's safe, and we're willing to get it again. Uh, back to the memorial, a very good uh, call on uh, yesterday. Um, uh, first-hand experience working with these guys on Saturday. Uh, big crew from the dispatch over to cover the tournament. Lots of good journalism. Uh, Rob Oler, um, we're going to include a link with the podcast, uh, wrote a good piece talking about how John Rom's vaccine uh, decision bankrupt him at the memorial, uh, kind of picking up what Craig talked about, how this was a cost of 1.6, you know, it was 1.675 million. Uh, yeah, very, very good column, uh, strong. And obviously it's Rom's decision. I mean, you know, you can't, force them at gunpoint to get the vaccine. But, you know, it, it was a good uh, point by older saying, hey, look, you know, it was a bad decision. You know, you shouldn't have done that. Yeah, I mean, obviously you don't want to, you know, step in anyone's personal business and, and say that maybe they, you know, made a bad decision. But in this case, you know, he left a lot of money on the table by not getting vaccinated. And, again, it's his personal choice. And maybe he, maybe he doesn't care that he – you know, left a million, more than $1.6 million off the table. I don't know. I, you know, it's hard to say, but it sounds like he did make a, a bad choice or maybe, you know, outside of not getting vaccinated, maybe just being, being around someone that had it. And again, it's not always his fault. Maybe he didn't know that the person had it, that he got it from, but, you know, being vaccinated would have, uh, you know, quelled all these issues easily. 
Yeah, uh, interesting. The um, and, and read the column, uh, great journalism by Rob. Uh, but it was interesting. Um, they talked to Jack Nicholas, and again, Jack Nicholas is an icon. Jack Nicholas, um, he's had COVID at least once last year. Uh, but you know, Nicholas thought everything was okay. He said, you know, he didn't go in the clubhouse, he stayed away from everybody. But Oler said, well, he didn't really stay away from everybody, uh, because after the second round. Especially since he had the whole one, he did an impromptu press conference, and uh, Oler was saying, "You know, Robin was two feet away from my fully vaccinated face," and he said, "It didn't bother me, but you know, it makes you think." You know? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> and again, that's not to say that you know Rom knew that he had it at that point, but certainly, um, it's got to be kind of dangerous when you're when you're thinking about all the people he kind he came at came in contact with and you know hopefully we don't see large spikes from it but now anybody that you know like rob obviously you know anybody that uh had gotten within feet of him are probably going to have to you know it, at the very least maybe get tested or maybe you know quarantine for a few days just to make sure yeah i mean you know he was being i mean he knew that was a possibility so right. I, I don't know it, it, it's hard to say and again i'm like i don't want to throw rom under the bus it is a decision, but you know we talk about this for a bunch of other stuff. Every decision make affects other people. You know, if it's your uh, playmates, um, I'm guessing. I haven't read officially, but you know he was playing with two other guys, golfers. I guess one of the golfers had COVID. I'm assuming they tested the other guys. I mean, I think one of the guys was the guy in the playing the tournament. I uh, can't wait. Um, you know, I, I saw some talk on Twitter. Well, couldn't he let him play by himself? It's outside. You, you got to, you set protocols for a reason, and, and you've got to be careful. And a lot of times, people do certain things because you just got to be careful. You can't take chances. You can't. So, yeah. yeah but overall, good term at the memorial. Um, I don't know. It was memorial is always interesting. Have you ever been down by the golf course, Craig? No, I haven't. Um, I've never actually been there before. I, I, I couldn't tell you where it's at, what it looks like. I, I've, I've seen, I've watched some of the tournaments before, but I have never seen the golf course. I, I worked with a guy on a project um, back in that area, so I would go there every day for about a month, and it was interesting. Very, um, very nice area. I mean, lots of really expensive homes. Not sure if you're there for this podcast, but we were talking about how. Urban Meyer has a house back there that he sold. Um, right, right, man. You know, Jack Nicholas owns a house back there. And these a lot of these houses are on the fairways and the greens. So, I mean, you don't have to worry about getting tickets to the tournament. Um, I And it's fun because, yeah, people who live there know that for a week there's going to be regular people coming in to watch a golf tournament. But at the same time, you know, people aren't happy when people are – you know, a lot more people are in their ritzy area. So, I don't know. It's kind of interesting. So, well, hey, I hope everyone enjoyed the memorial. Definitely interesting weekend. Uh, before we move on, let me just give a shout-out or some uh, friendly advice. Again, check out Chase Bank. Uh, Chase Bank has worked for us. Uh, it's been great. It makes your banking a whole lot easier. And if you sign up through our um, – uh, web account. Um, if you for a website or a podcast provider, click the link, set up an account, set up your direct deposit there. You'll get two hundred twenty-five bucks placed in your account. It's it just, it's a no-brainer. 
And, you know, we joke about this, but, hey, this is a podcast. If you don't have a Chase account, literally, you can make 225 bucks if you set up an account. So, um, you know, try Chase. Work for us. We want it to work for you, too. All right, let's go to our next story. Um, we spent a lot of time uh, about this last week. And, Craig, I think you were off when we originally talked about this. Um, in Hudson, crazy story over uh, Memorial Day where there was a leader out there. Um, you know, they, they have Memorial Day service, you know, pretty common. Um, in Hudson, it's a um, summer in the Akron area. Uh, they invited a 30-year uh, military veteran to talk. Obviously, Memorial Day, we're talking about those that we lost in the war. Um, you know, he definitely can talk about that. Um, apparently, they wanted to see a copy of his speech, which I thought was interesting. Right. He's a guest. I mean, as long as he's not promoting his blog or selling T-shirts or, or hats, I mean, he's got the right to talk. I mean, he's been a vet for 30 years, you know? Right. You know, when we have guests on, we don't you know, want to see a copy of their speech. I mean, I today we want to talk about this, but you don't sit there and tell people what to say and what not to say. Uh, that's an aside. Well, there was a back and forth. We want to see your speech. He sent him a copy of his speech. Uh, he had a part where he talked about uh, people of color, uh, just a, a unique story about how they honored Civil War veterans that died for them, who who died in the war. And that kind of was a, a interesting start from Memorial Day. Right. Well, and Hudson was like, well, this is a report of Hudson. Please take it. He didn't. Well, they panicked. They cut off his mic in the middle of the speech, and which was awkward, you know, not just for the people who attended. They put on local community TV. Literally, yeah, two minutes was cut out. You know, people were like, whoa, what's going on here? Well, and as you might expect, all you know what broke loose. Um, it became a rollback story. Uh, people were commenting on everything. Well, American Legion responded, and they responded strongly, which I thought was good. Uh, they suspended the charter. They asked both leaders to resign. I guess one did. One is hasn't resigned as of Friday. Um, you know, some people can look at this and say, all right, media, you're, you've got the outrage mob. This is what we're going to be outraged about today. You know, but, you know, I got to tell you, Craig, we talked about history and this um, critical race theory where, you know, they're saying, hey, we, we got to look at other cultures and everything. And a lot of people are saying, oh, we don't hear this anymore. We don't hear this anymore. It's a story, a true story of what happened in Memorial Day. I thought the Hudson Lears and the Hudson American Legion just looked really bad getting a snit over don't talk about this. I mean, can you imagine if the guy was like, okay, I want to talk for two minutes about how our country is horrible or whatever. Okay, if that was the point, sir, okay, we don't want you to talk about this. This is Memorial Day. But but to share a story about how people of color helped Memorial Day, you don't want to call them racist, but it, was, it, it sounds very racist, the point they were taking. So, I applaud American Legion. I mean, I it was just nuts. Yeah, I mean, I think they made the right decision here. I'm, I'm just baffled by this decision to censor someone discussing part of American history, and and you know, it, you know, you might have seen the the Tom Hanks stuff where he was talking about how we need to put in the curriculum of the Tulsa 
massacre of 1921 and people were getting up in arms about that. And I just, I can't believe it. I mean, we, we need to discuss these, these, these incidents in history. We need to, to celebrate people of color who have laid their lives on the line to protect our freedoms. And I just can't believe why this, this American Legion post would not allow this to happen. I, I'm just, I cannot believe it. It's uh it really is disheartening to, to think that someone would want to censor someone like that. Yeah. And, you know, talking about the Tulsa thing, which, you know, a separate story, but, you know, the, Tulsa's come up on this show too recently. Right. Uh, yeah. I watched the documentary over the weekend. Um, uh, CNN did a great documentary. I think LeBron James yeah. and Matt Carter sponsored it. Right. Which, no offense, but that means they help fund it, which is good. I mean, right. you need money to get something out there. Uh, but, you know, it, it shocked. Well, I hate to use the word shock. There's nothing shocks me anymore. But it was sad. I mean, I'm a history guy. I, I can tell you more about history than other people. I didn't know about it. And I'm not going to just blame my high school or I mean, I blame me. I'm 46. I mean, if we were seniors in high school, yeah, I blame high school. But blame me that we don't know about them and we can't tell the stories. And yeah, it's not a comfortable story. It's not a happy story. But to learn how to, and we said this last week, to learn how to do better, how to treat better, how to, we've got to understand what happened. We've got to understand slavery. And again, I don't know these Hudson leaders that made a mistake. Maybe they just were under a time crunch and said, Hey, let's keep it local. You know, we talk about this in newspapers. You know, um, we work for papers that cover the world, but obviously, like you work for the Fremont paper. Well, you know, the focus is on Fremont, so maybe they were thinking that to say, "Hey, let's focus on Hudson." You know, we don't necessarily want four national stories in the front page. We need a Craig Fremont story in the front page. So I can understand at a certain point maybe they're saying, "Hey, keep it Hudson," but again. The center guy for a minute of a speech at local Memorial Day gathering. And when it's about Memorial Day, you know, if he wanted to tell you about the Red Sox game last night, okay, I can understand. Hey, buddy, you know, right. one time, wrong place. But, you know, come on. You know, just. Well, I, I mean, I think it's, you know, even if that was the case, I, I, I find it hard to believe that there have been no people of color from the Hudson community that have ever fought or lost their lives in a war or some sort of a conflict. So even if that's the case, I still find it hard to believe that Hudson does not have any ties towards African-Americans or people of color that have fought in wars that have been from Hudson. So, you know, I think it was a local speech. It just happened to be censored for whatever reason these people decided to to censor this, uh, this part of the speech. It's just I'm I'm a little I'm just I'm sort of bewildered by it. I, it just doesn't make sense to me that they would. I mean, I, I'm not. It's not uncommon, I guess, for people to take a look at a speech in advance, but it certainly is uncommon to, you know, censor someone or tell someone you can't talk about that and then censor them when they do. It just very surprising. What do you think about this? I mean, we've covered Memorial Day events. You know, you've got family there, but a lot of times it's family or veterans or, or other people like that, even for people who are deeply invested, you know, want to hear more. 
I'm not even sure if veterans remember. Like, like if we have a veteran on the show from Hudson, and we said, man, do you remember that Memorial Day speech from 2011? Right. Do you think they're going to remember every part? You know, Are they going to be like, man, that that reference to Vietnam is kind of weird in minute 10 of the speech? No. You're there. You're honoring Memorial Day. That's what sticks out. And it just, it was very weird how by mentioning it, they're, br- they're drawing a lot more attention to it. I mean, those leaders deserve all the ridicule that they should have got. Because why not leave it in there? You, you, know, you know what I mean? By trying to censor it, you're, you're almost drawing more attention to your wrong and just leaving it there. You know what I mean? You're, it's just very, it, it's very odd. It's very strange. It's very weird. So, I don't know. Yeah. Well, people might not forget this one, I'm guessing. So maybe, uh, you know, not not to say that that's what they were going for, but uh, people certainly probably won't forget what happened here. And uh, like you said, they probably don't remember what happened, you know, a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, 10 years ago. So, um, you know, they'll definitely remember Hudson and they'll definitely remember Memorial Day in Hudson uh, 2021. Okay. Yeah, let's go some advice before we move on. Now, Ashley Holmes sort. Uh, you know, great spot for furniture. It saves you time. And, and that's the thing. I mean, you know, my wife looks at me weird when I say sometimes, how much is our time worth? Well, our time's worth a lot. And if we could save money and have stuff delivered to us, why why take the time to go out and spend all day shopping? I mean, we got other stuff to do with our lives. So go to our website. Click on the Ashley Home Store in our link. You run the website or on the, your podcast provider. You get savings. And it's it just a great spot. Check out Ashley Home Store. We, we've got a really good feeling that you're going to like it. So. Uh, lots of updates, Craig, uh, that's been happening. Um, we've talked about this, and this has been about six months ago. Uh, the terrible story about Casey Goodson. Um, Casey Goodson, a person of color here in the Columbus area, um, he was interesting case. Um, he, he had concealed carry license, and he had an interaction with a police officer. I It was funny. It was a police officer who was actually on another assignment. He was driving home. Uh, for whatever reason, the officer uh, thought he was being looked at suspiciously or, or there was something going on there. And this was actually an officer not from Columbus, uh, from the Franklin Township um, Sheriff's Department. Uh, but he, he followed uh, Goodson in uh, to his apartment complex, which is about a mile away from my house. And, you know, he must have felt threatened, so he shot and killed Goodson. Um, apparently, there was a thought that Goodson had a gun on him. Turned out to be a Subway sandwich. Uh, I don't know if Goodson had a gun in another spot of him, but Goodson had a concealed carry license. I mean, this wasn't just some guy carrying guns around and everything. Um, obviously, a lot of outrage. Nothing's happened. Um, no charges. Uh, just people saying, hey, the case is under investigation. Um, the other case uh, of the uh, other man that was killed by a Columbus police officer is in the process of being prosecuted. There's been charges being filed there. So long story short, and, and for those of you out there that don't understand the journalism term, there's a journalism term, term called Friday Night News Dump. 
Um, a lot of us don't work the weekends and news. Uh, I know, especially for editors here with Dinet, um, you know, Friday at three, four o'clock is a busy time for editors. Um, they're editing a lot of stories. They're saying, look, here are these stories we want to print for Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Uh, they're talking to us on the web team. Here, here's the stories we want on the website. Here's some things we need on social media. Busy time. So when we call it a Friday night news dump, a lot of times we say, hey, if there's something bad out there, get it out Friday night. Uh, because reporters are looking to leave. Editors are looking to leave. Uh, it's a busy time. So it may not get as much attention as if you send it out mon Monday morning. You know, and again, that's how the way news works. Well, Friday, about 4.35 o'clock, the news break. Jason Meads is going to retire. Um, he was the officer involved in the situation. Um, he has, from what I understand, he has not been the force since the shooting happened. But he's going to be able to retire with disability. Now, Meads' story is not done. That doesn't mean that he can't still be prosecuted. Um I think the state the state board can make a determination if he should get paid his salary or, or his retirement benefits. But it just, I don't know, Craig. You know, late on a Friday to announce it, it just thinks the high heavens, to be honest with you. I mean, it doesn't mean he's free. It doesn't mean, I mean, he could still be prosecuted. He's still may end up in jail. And again, let's just play out. Maybe. You know, I'm not throwing the book at him or anything. Um, he still needs to go to trial and stuff, but I just hate this. Okay, Friday night, oh, well, he's able to retire. It, it just isn't all right, man. Yeah, I mean, obviously, this was done on Friday night. Like you said, the Friday night news dump, we've all been victims of it uh, one way or another. Um, obviously, he probably saw the writing on the wall, knew he needed to get out, found a way to get out while still maybe protecting his benefits, it appears. Although if this, you know, eventually does, if charges are sought and maybe he's convicted of something, odds are he'd probably lose that or he would not have the opportunity to get that. So he's, I guess he's trying to get out while the getting's good and hopefully he's at least held responsible or accountable in the, the court system, it you know, it goes through a court system process and, you know, he's either found guilty or innocent and we can move forward. But it's definitely a terrible look as far as, you know, trying to get out while he can uh, before anything maybe happens. And certainly he's probably thinking that getting out now will help save any benefits maybe that he's accrued over his 17 years. And then that way, Maybe if he does it now and he's eventually found guilty, then I, I guess you could go after his benefits. We've had uh, situations like that. Um, but uh, in this case, you know, try to get out early before anything ever happens. Maybe at least he can collect on it until something someone someone says otherwise, I guess. And it probably it might be his only move right now. Right. I, I just I keep thinking about what message is sent. You know, and, and, and you're right. Uh, if you're Jason Meach, what else do you do? You, you can't just, I mean, you got to wait for investigation to play out and everything else. But it just. Yeah. Well, and, and seeing the family, I guess the family said in a statement that they feel a sense of relief, which I'm sure they do because of his retirement. But 
there's also this idea that you know he's been able to retire with some form of benefits at least it, it appears and now even though there may be relief that he's no longer a police officer it seems like there's been no repercussions of him you know fatally shooting someone no one's there's no charges the investigation seems to be lagging behind quite a bit and now he seems to be able to get some form of a portion of his benefits at the very least i'm not sure how that will work with his disability claim but um, he'll at least get some kind of benefits here as he retires and maybe gets away with it scot-free without having any kind of you know investigation completed well and just think of it this way too not just a message to the community but just uh just a message out to the general public into his fellow officers. Um, you know, I mean, and that's what I'm concerned about. And, and Craig makes a good point here. Um, there's a lot of um, unknowns, uh, to be honest with you. Um, but just, you know, and Craig, I was saying, what messages send his fellow officers? I mean, we do this at work, and every other place does at work. We look and see at how our fellow workers are treated. Right. We look and see on what's okay and what's not, you know. Hey, if Craig can go away with something, I can go away with it. Or, you know, that happens at work. And not get away, not like I'm accusing Craig of being away with stuff. But, you know, I mean, it happens, you know, where we say, how are coworkers treated? How can we be treated ourselves? So, uh, Craig, you make a good point. I mean, there's probably a, a sense of what option does Mead have? I, I, I just, what message are we sending out to community around this? I guess that's the only thing we want to say there. All right. Um, hey, before we move on, um, Craig, wanted to make an announcement. You and I have talked about this, and we've got some extra time. I just want to say, I kind of wanted to share this with our public. Um, as you know, I do a podcast, and this is kind of my creative outlet. Um, I'm a journalist. Craig's a journalist. Brandon, who works with us, is a journalist. Um, you know, we, we try to be careful that we don't. We're not breaking news. We're helping um, showcase some of the stories at our work. Uh, When Craig talks about his work, this is kind of another way of promoting what he does. But again, this is a creative outlet. Um, I'm interested in sharing stuff. Uh, I know Craig likes Ohio news. Craig likes pop culture. That's why you you see a lot of great pop culture content. So we look at this as it's a creative outlet. It's something that I know I'm interested in doing, and then Craig's welcome to do it as long as he's interested to do it um, in the future. Um, if Craig and I ever leave and become McDonald's workers, <laughs> you know, this is still going to be our creative outlet. I say that because this is kind of a love and a passion of ours. Um, we talk about support, and you sit there and say, you guys make money and everything. Well, it, there's a expense. There's a cost to uh, getting the equipment to make this work. There's a cost. There's a cost in the element of time, and and we're looking at this as just saying we want to expand on what we're doing. We want to do different stuff. Um, we and just your support definitely helps that out. Um, Craig, one of the mistakes I think we made is we, we've had a hard time trying to find a good way of saying, hey, here's how you can support us, and here's how you can get something back. Um, we've signed up through StreamYard and Anchor to have two different ways of supporting. So let me share this with you. At work, we have what's called a paywall. So there's some stories you can see without having to pay extra money. 
there's some stories you have to be a subscriber for. After you click on the links a couple times, they say, hey, you need to be a subscriber. What we're going to do here with the Ohioans is we have a print side. Uh, we're using Substack um, to share our print stuff each day. And we're also sharing links to our podcast. Monday for Friday, there'll be free posts. You can read about a lot of stuff we talk about here online. Saturday and Sunday, we'll have what's called premium posts. And we're sharing compilation. Um, again, I'm, I'm working as a journalist. I can't write um, you know, separate stories for the Ohioan. But check us out. You can get some premium posts. You can also get premium content. We're always going to have one free podcast a day. Uh, it'll be this during the week. Um, but a lot of the extra podcasts you might be able to see on premium format. So if you subscribe to our podcast, you get a lot of extra bonus content. Was talking to Craig over the weekend. He, he had an idea of somebody who'd be interested in doing a podcast. If you're interested in doing a podcast, let us know. We'd love to give you the ability to do one for your company or anything else like that that you could potentially feature on Network Two. I'll let us know about that. So what I'm trying to say is, we this isn't just a phase. This isn't a you know three month project. We want to do this on an ongoing basis. So help us out. Now, um, on Anchor, I think you could subscribe for about three bucks a month. So you get immediate access to all, all of our premium shows. On um, Substack, now, again, this is the least you could charge. is five bucks a month or 30 bucks for the year. If you do that, you get access to other posts. Uh, you get access to our um, you know, premium podcast. Again, we're trying to give you something back for helping us out. So we got more announcements on that. Craig, am I missing anything here? No, I don't think so. Yeah, and we'll have more information about it. Um, I just want to take some time uh, to kind of share that and, and just help us out. There's a lot of stuff we can do. I'll be honest, uh, part of the reason why we haven't been able to do some of this stuff is just because of COVID, you know? Uh, but there, there's a lot of things we could do coming up, but we just want to have a way we can support us and get extra things from us in terms of content. But at the same time, if, you, if you're like, hey, I don't want to pay these guys any money, we still have free content coming at you every day. So, uh, you know, check that out. And thanks for listening to Ramble on <laughs> our, our big announcement, I guess. So, all right. Well, well Craig, let's continue on with the news here. Uh, as you said, there's uh, been a lot going on. Um, uh, Craig, what do you think about the Royals? Are, are, are you interested in that stuff at all? I'm not, to be honest with you. I think uh, I, maybe it's I just don't understand it, but I just don't really care for the Royals. I, it's nothing against them personally. I, I just I don't know. I'm not really into the tabloid type stuff. I mean, as as much into pop culture as I am, I really never have cared who Tom Cruise has dated or so I don't really care about the royal family and, and what they do and the drama that surrounds them. Um, but um, obviously, I, 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 I can't be naive to say that I haven't followed uh, every once in a while the, the Meghan Markle and Prince Harry stuff with the royal family. But uh, for the most part, I really do not care too much for it. I have a hard time understanding exactly what happens there. Obviously, you know, England is a rich tradition of the kings and queens. Uh, as a fan of history, you know, you look back at, you know, King Henry, you know, and he had, like, eight wives. He executed a couple of them, you know, for either cheating or, well, or at least suspected cheating or, 
or not being able to provide the sun. So there's a ton of history, and maybe that's their way of continuing history. Right. Like, you know, kind of a nod back to history in the past. I mean, England's got a prime minister. I mean, obviously the royal family is more ceremonial. I think Queen Elizabeth, she has a lot that she can say about what's happening in the world. Uh, but I, I don't think Queen Elizabeth making any legislation or, you know, leading the country in, in any other way. Um, I hate to say a train wreck because... I don't think they're a train wreck, but it's been kind of a train wreck recently. Uh, Prince Harry, you know, he married an American actress, Meghan Markle. Uh, I think there was some frustration. Um, you know, we talked a lot about racism on the show. Um, Me- Meghan Markle, I mean, she's... Uh, well, what's the best way to describe her? She's kind of like a mix a little mixed, bit. Mixed race, yeah. And... You know, that's fine. I mean, it doesn't bother me in the slightest, but it, it seemed in England, some of the media over there really freaked out. Like, whoa, you know, what's going on here and everything? And that led to some issues. Right. Which makes definite sense. And, you know, Harry and Meghan are in California now. I mean, they're not um, in England. So it's kind of interesting. Um, uh, But while we're talking about this, they had baby over the weekend. Um, uh, the, it was kind of an homage to um, Elizabeth and Diana. Yeah, which was good. Um, I, I think Harry, especially Harry, wants to distance himself from the royal family. But again, Diana was his mom. I mean, you know, say what you want about the royal family, but that's your mom. And, you know, um, it, it was interesting. Uh, like I said, I, I don't know, uh, Craig, we talked about this. I think this is before you came on the show. Um, I think it was like six months ago. They actually had a Jabba advertisement. For Queen Elizabeth's social media director, which I'm like, whoa, that'd be kind of fun. Um, so I don't know. It's like, in some ways, they don't care about the royal family, but in some ways, everything they do, you just kind of like, whoa, this is interesting. It's kind of fascinating. I, I could show you what numbers of the weekend. I mean, yeah, top stories. And again, it's a weekend story time. I, I get that, but there's a lot of interest, which, which is kind of interesting. So, um, best wishes to the family. I mean, you know. And I mean, I hope they can find peace. Um, I, I know the royal family is frustrating, but you know, I think a lot uh, with you know Harry and Meghan. Uh, I hope their lives get better, and I hope they can find some of the peace that they're looking for. So, yeah. I think mo- most of my, uh, you know, is unknown. I, I don't really know how all of this works. Like, it, you know, when someone's born. You know, someone gets pushed back down in the in the hierarchy, and I I think it's mostly just the unknown for me that I don't really care too much about this because I don't understand how their their hierarchy works. On you know, when this person dies, this person becomes first in line, and then they you know they talk about this person's like sixth in line, and it's like I don't even know how that stuff works anymore. I don't really care about how it works because we don't obviously do that where we live. So maybe it's just mostly the uh, the unknown for me that I don't care about some of this stuff because, you know, they could say that, uh, you know, this this little girl now is like the, the second in line or I don't I don't know what it you know what I mean? So it just to me, it's probably just not having the knowledge of how their hierarchy works or really caring how it works. Uh, and like you said, I, I really don't know power wise what what kind of power the royal family has when they have a prime minister and they have you know, a parliament and things like that. So not really sure, you know, 
how important the royals are other than being royals i guess you know it's kind of like the kardashians are popular because they're socialites you know or paris hilton got popular because she you know had a rich family and they just were out and about and everybody knows who they are even though they weren't really anybody at the time they were just you know happened to be the the you know paris hilton happened to be the daughter of a wealthy tycoon so you know i don't know if that's the same thing i don't want to diminish the royal family by saying that they're uh the kardashians of england but to me that's kind of how i perceive them as they're just a socialite family that's rich and you know i don't know i don't really know what kind of pull they have or what kind of strings they can pull to get anything accomplished over there i'm not a huge royal family person but i guess the one thing i kind of wonder about is you look at the british prime prime minister and you know you hear a lot of respect for like somebody like the margaret thatcher um tony blair got some respect yeah. um, Boris Johnson seemed to be like a, a Trumpian, larger-than-life figure. Uh, nothing good or bad, just saying you know, he seemed to be that type of guy. But it's interesting. I'm wondering if some of the media scrutiny comes off in Britain because it goes to the royal family. And I'm wondering if a – again, watch, like I'm ripping democracy. <laughs> What's the way – no, I'm not ripping democracy at all. But what I'm saying is I'm wondering if – the Brits may have a little bit smarter because when you have a royal family, it gets the headlines and the attention and everything. Does that leave the prime minister more to doing the work of the country? Like, yeah, I mean, Boris Johnson, I think got some negative headlines just because he was out there and he was kind of drawing some of that in. But I'm wondering if it helps over there because you don't see the prime minister under as much of the day-to-day -day scrutiny and maybe he gets more to do his job. Right. You know, they were saying that uh, Jimmy Kimmel had, I remember when Trump first became president, he sat there and said, well, why don't we just let him be king? And then you could have somebody else actually lead the country. And, and not that I'm saying that the Trump family should become the king of America or whatever, but in some ways, is there some... Uh, what do you call it? Some, some, something to that, you know, um, where, you, you know, let Joe Biden leave. You know, we don't need to know what Joe Biden's eating on a particular morning. We don't need to, you know, know Joe Biden's favorite football team. Just, you know, hey, he's president. Hopefully he does a good job, you know. Yeah. And if we did the same thing about some of the other presidents, does that help, you know? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I was still a little younger um, during the Margaret Thatcher uh, prime minister days. I mean, she led through 1990, and I was still a little young to know who she was or what she was about. I, I remember maybe Tony Blair getting a little bit more scrutiny, and I, I do recall, you know, remembering Tony Blair a lot more in the public spotlight. Um, I think a lot of that might have also been because of his ties with George W. Bush as well, but... Um, yeah, as far as I, until you said Boris's name, I didn't know. I couldn't remember who the, the prime minister was. So the royal family certainly <clears throat> seems to get a little bit more scrutiny, but I don't know if it's, if it's warranted or not. I think it's, you know, it's, it's the way they do things over there. We haven't done that in years, you know, decades upon decades here in, in the United States. So um, I think a lot of it is just it's, in, it's interesting to some people, I think, in the country because it's tabloid type stuff, which I think a lot of people are drawn to because it's drama. 
But if you ask the most, if you ask most American, most Americans how the royal family operates and and what their role is, and and they wouldn't know. I don't know. I don't think a lot of people probably know. They just like the idea that the royal family, the queen or the the royal family, doesn't like Meghan Markle because she got divorced, you know, or she was, you know, previously married. Now, you know, they they branched off and live in the United States and they don't want to be a part of the royal family anymore in some way. So I think a lot of people just like it from that. They don't really care how the hierarchy works. They don't really care how, I mean, they probably know like what line the babies are in here, but they probably don't know what power or how they could get to power or whatever. So I I think most Americans just like the tabloid stuff from this more than anything. Well, Craig, let's unscrap democracy. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm going to get lawyers if I suggest that. But why don't, if we elect not a king, but I don't know, call him Face of America or something, maybe every four years, let's elect a family where, I mean, you don't even have to have the king. Like, okay, uh, say it's a Trump family or the Kardashians or I don't know. Well, um, the LeBron James family or something. Where, you know, I don't know. Give them use of some big mansion. You know, they get a documentary series following around. They can make trips. And look, you know, yeah, they can make, they can say how they feel about different things. That's fine. But, you know, they're not making policy. They right. might say, hey, we need to go to war. And then the president, right. goes, oh, whatever, you know, <laughs> yeah. I make my own decisions. I think if we if we were to go that route in the United States, we we could probably find. Um, I don't want to disparage the the Kardashians or, you know, families like that. But what about like Tom Hanks? You know, maybe yeah. uh, Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson can can have the you know the royal mansion or whatever in the United States, and they can they can sort of be the face of America, so to speak. Uh, you know, why not why not Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson? Yeah, and you can, and okay, it's every four years, but you can get reelected for the rest of your life. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. again, you're not making policy. You're just who? Which family do we want to represent America? Yeah. And that way, whoever the president, if it's Trump, Biden, or whoever, you know, just say, "Hey, you're the president. You're still president." Yeah. But, yeah. but you know, don't worry about throwing out first pitches at major league games. You know, lead. You know, and we'll still cover you. You know, we're still going to be scrut. We'll still scrutinize you, but you know, we're going to have our political reporters cover you. We're not going to worry about some of this other stuff. You know, if Tom Hanks makes a bad movie, maybe you know the the royal family, Hanks family, will get scrutinized if Tom Hanks makes yeah. a bad movie. You know, and okay. and maybe too, you wouldn't have like I mean, look, and hey, whatever you think about. Trump, you know, it was an out of the box choice. And I, I know sometimes those work, sometimes those don't. But you've got less people. I mean, you had Kanye West wanting to run for president, and I'm sure after the Trump thing, every celebrity was like, hmm, "Maybe I could run for president." Yeah. Well, if they still want to run for president, it's up to them. But maybe you'll have people who say, "Okay, I don't necessarily want the popularity. I just want to lead, be president." You'll have more. People who just want to lead just to lead. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I'm, that's a million dollar idea for play. I don't, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's get Tom Hanks on the podcast and ask him about being a royal, you know. 
don't hold your breath. <laughs> we could try, but don't hold your breath. he probably he seems like the type though. He's like such a nice guy that he wouldn't probably want the the, the title. You know, he like he'll be an ambassador for America, but he's he's not. He doesn't want like the title of royal or whatever they would bestow upon him. Well, in, in essence, we we got out of England. We had the revolution yeah. because right. we didn't like the king. So it would be weird to call <laughs> a king over here. But maybe ambassador might be. Yeah. Yeah. Ambassador for America, you know, maybe that's the the right phrase. I mean, give it a try. I, I right. think it'll work. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, I'm just tired of I, it's. Maybe it'll make politics more exciting. I don't know. We'll figure it out. All right. Well, hey, Craig, thanks for checking out the Highway. I feel like I'm playing hurt today, but I made it. <laughs> uh, I, I made I made it through today. We'll, we'll see what tomorrow brings, but. Uh, anything we want to say before we end this day? No, no, we got a lot of good stuff on the pop culture podcast last week. Had a great discussion with George Thomas as always. Uh, had fun with Bob Garver. Me and him are going to be uh, talking today. and We're going to have some fun about uh, some topics. So we're going to talk about our top five favorite actresses today. So oh, wow. it should be uh, a fun show. So you'll have to catch that uh, this week as we drop the, uh, the pop culture stuff. Uh, I got ambitious day of podcast in which I'm <laughs> my stomach is like no you don't but no I do have ambitious day. Uh, we've got a pastor coming on at 9 a.m. Um, to talk about a program he has. Um, Megan Henry is back and uh, we always appreciate Megan coming on. And then Joe and Paul will be on sometime this afternoon. We're trying to square away with the best time. Uh, we'll be talking about um, the Steelers, uh, some silly news stories out there. And I like to try to have them talk about the cicadas. Uh, cicadas have gotten kind of a mythic uh, <laughs> status here in Ohio. Uh, we write stories about cicadas and a billion people click on them. It's, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Really, before uh, the rains came yesterday, the cicadas were, were a big story earlier Sunday at the Memorial Tournament. Uh, I had to turn them on for a little bit, and my wife's like, what are you watching? I'm like, golf. But that cicada noise was very prevalent on the podcast. She's like, it sounds like cicadas. I'm like, yeah, it is. You know, they got cicadas in Dublin. So, um, yeah, lots of stuff to talk about today. Again, thanks for checking out uh, the podcast. Um, as always, support our sponsors. Share us with your friends. Have a great day. Thanks for checking us out. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend, Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer. You know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was look, looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high-impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope to learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.